0: Oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Be oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Be oh my, I
1: have enjoyed that, yes boy. Be oh my, I have enjoyed that. Be <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Be oh my, I have enjoyed that. Name and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy where we are recapping the last game that being between the All Blacks and the Springboks, which the South Africans stole right on full time to win 31-29. Uh, bro, as I always do, I'll, I'll flick you the microphone and get your thoughts on what you made of last night's game.
0: Yeah, cheers, King. Thanks for having me back again. Uh, yeah, obviously, it was a much different test to last week, even though, you know, the score was, I guess, two points different, the same as last week, but a completely different game. I think South Africa, in that second half particularly, found a much better balance between applying the pressure with their kicks and then keeping the ball in hand and staying physical as well. And then obviously the boot of Andre Pollard and Yantes as well in the second half helped them steal at home with a bit of uh, lack of discipline from the All Blacks. But I guess with all the penalties kicked and the four lead changes in the last five minutes of the game, both sides really ill-disciplined. So it's, yeah, I think that'll probably be one of the biggest tells of the game would be just the lack of discipline um, at the end of the game on both sides. And, Whoever had the ball at the end of the game, it seemed like all they would have had to do was hold it out and a penalty would have been blown and the kicker more than capable to kick it. So tough loss for the All Blacks, but I'm sure it will be good for uh, the Springboks to take that one away.
1: Well, I for one thought that the more deserving team won the game, even though, like, like we said, you can talk about the negative tactics that the South Africans play with. But like you said, I thought they found a really nice balance where they it was almost like they were playing chess with the All Blacks. There were a lot of times where they looked to the shape to kick, but they actually went wide and got some good yardage out of it and then opted to the kick. It was almost like, okay, well, if it's slow ball and they aren't going anywhere, box kick. And again, they were still very good with the kick chase. But the All Blacks, you know, outside of the try that severe scored from set piece, I mean, like you could say the you could say the same thing for the Springboks, right? I think the All Blacks got a bit too cute in the early stages when they tried to run it from inside their own half. Delande scores off one of the drops, but then old Willie Larue, who had an absolute shocker, and I think hadn't made a number of the errors and hadn't kicked the ball away as many times as he did. I thought the All Blacks could have been put under the pump a lot more. I mean, they mm-hmm. were very fortunate to have that hooker knock the ball on right before the line, and as I just touched on, Larue kicked away two overlaps. Yeah, was there just right outside the All Blacks 22 and three of his knock-ons led to All Black points. Um, and so he <laughs> unsurprisingly got dragged at halftime. But another big call from the South African coaches was they changed their whole front row before the half. Yeah. And I know that the All Blacks ended up giving away three penalties in the last five minutes, which resulted in Pollard kicking that penalty on half time, which although the All Blacks were in front, they were up by eight and then they only go up by a one score position going into that half. And then that third quarter coming out of halftime, the South Africans just dominated. I remember listening to Justin Marshall and he said that in that 20 minute period, the South Africans had spent at least two minutes inside the All Blacks 22 while the All Blacks hadn't even visited the South Africans 22 with ball in hand. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, the South Africans won the first five penalties of the second half as well, which led to them taking the lead. And then, they then went on a run themselves. I think they got penalized four times in a row when the All Blacks then took back the lead. And then, like you touched on, there were so many lead changes in that last 10, five minutes that it was almost like, fuck, who's going to be the idiot and give away a penalty to ultimately give the game away? And the All Blacks had that game won. I mean, Sevier did really well twice off the back of scrums to pick the ball up whilst his boys were going backwards. And then it was just a poor clean from not to single one guy out, but a Kitty Iwani, which Dwayne Vermeulen then gets over the ball, kick to the corner, and then the right. All Blacks get pinged for offside right in front of the post to give away the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, discipline, as you touched on, was probably, yeah, a, a really big talking point. Just in that last 20 minutes, you know, that, that crucial period where you'd expect two world-class teams to not be so messy, but that wasn't the case. Even the penalties that led to, like, the two Geordie Barrett penalties, I mean, like, Dame, the Damian McKenzie one, which where he got thrown in a hospital by Perinara, I mean, France stain was just unfortunate. That was the wrong call, hmm. um, and you know it's almost justice the fact that the Springboks won. But the one before that, where I think it was the replacement lock came on, and didn't roll away. Yeah, and it was like after literally getting the ball back, and all they all they would have needed to do was close out that last two minutes. So yeah, it was just almost yeah idiotic, um, if I'm being really harsh. But all in all, I thought the South Africans deserved to win though.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that, uh, yeah, the the better team won on the day. And I don't know who it falls down to, um, not to single out, like you said. But, yeah, at some point, you got to pull the boys aside and just tell them to stay easy. I know, you know, in the last seconds of the game, you want to get up, you want to make that tackle, you want to be the one to get the turnover, and you got itchy feet to make the big play. But as positive as a mindset as that is, it can also be negative when you're over-eager. And that's just kind of what it looked like in that last... Uh, after South Africa kicked in and won their line, it looked like someone was looking to make that tackle to force the error and stuff, and, and just went the wrong way. So it wasn't by a lack of trying, it's just, yeah, like you said, idiotic play and probably just lack of... Uh, what's the word? I guess yeah, lack of... Yeah. yeah, just lack of... I mean, young side still, relatively young, all back side, a game like this will be a good character builder, as was last week. But yeah, I think if we had a won this game, maybe we might not have taken the same lessons out of it that we will going forward so that's true the loss that's true. yeah the loss was sting guess, but
1: yeah that's probably like a, a good silver lining to take from it but another one for me was the line out mm. why did we continue to persist with kicking to the line when itzebeth especially had shown that he was getting in there and being disruptive yeah. there was i think it was the 64th 65th minute if we go back and check the tape all blacks have a it's not a for sure three points. I think they would have been like 15 in from touch, but you'd, you'd give Jordy Barrett, you know, a nudge there, say with the game yeah. on the line, but Sevier points to the corner and it wasn't a botched throw. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't a steal, but it was just a botched throw. And I know we touched on, or I've touched on in the past, you know, the last couple of weeks, the responsibility that was being bestowed on the two young hookers who aren't the most confident line-out throwers. And yeah, not to be harsh of, the brother of suffer, but I don't know I just didn't feel as soon as we pulled into the line I'm just like fuck we're losing it that's just that's just shows the the faith I have in our line out whilst we don't have our number one option and leader in that pack and Sam Whitelock that, that that the last two weeks against the best team at set piece or specifically the line out I just think Sam Whitelock would have made a world of difference just the again like we talked about composure in that in those crunch time stages, and just, there just seemed to be a lack of variety. And this, the amount of times they threw right at ACB's channel, I think there was the one time where he got up in front of Scott Barrett towards like the last 10 minutes of the game. I can't remember the minutes, sorry. But, yeah, just I'm not sure if that falls on severe for him being the captain or whether you put it on the jumper or the hooker for botched communication. But that, that was one thing for the forwards. And if I'm going to level this out by picking out something with the backs, Like, I like David Havillia as a 12. I think he's got the skill set to play there. And I know we touched on in our preview uh, whether or not we need to find someone that's a bit more bulkier to play outside him to um, get that combination right. But, fuck, sending that guy down that 10-12 channel two weeks in a row where he was literally running into a brick wall, fuck, I felt sorry for the guy. I mean, for the most part, he made a lot of his tackles, so I couldn't fault him there. But, fuck, the amount of times he was getting told to cut the ball up and he was just getting whacked every single time. And, you know, got to give credit to the South Africans. They defended well there, but it stunted a lot of the All Blacks go forward.
0: Yeah, I agree on on both those points. And I mean, I won't pretend that I know exactly what's going on those lineouts, but, you know, 79% win rate on the lineouts for the All Blacks. It seemed that those three lost lineouts did come at the most crucial of times when we looked like we were building pressure. And then, you know, the All Blacks, they opt to go for that kind of quick throw at the front and it doesn't pay out, so yeah, someone like Sam Locks always going to fix that issue, but we can't rely, you know, on one man in a lineout when you're going against a world-class set piece like the South Africans, you got to have a plan B, because plan A seemed like they wanted to go to the front a lot, and like you said, the channel that it's a bit, you got to figure something else out, you got to figure out a way to avoid him at all costs, I don't know how to do that, because I've never jumped a line-out in my life, or thrown one, but yeah, that's just the way that I see that, and yeah, with David Harvey, it was—it didn't seem like the right use of his skill because he wasn't really gaining the advantage line and it wasn't really setting the backs on the front foot. And if you flip that around and you see what the was doing with his crash ball and how much go forward it gave the South Africans, it's a world of difference of, you know, just that crash, that first runner that makes the advantage line and then someone, and then, you know, quick clearance and putting you on the back foot on defence and we just didn't really get that much throughout the game so yeah not to touch on what we did last week but yeah someone like just someone that can set the pace would probably be a better option in that midfield and I wonder you know someone like Nani might be watching this now would have been perfect for a game like last night someone that can just you know beat the first tacker or at least get five meters um with ball in here post contact
1: that's exactly the guy I was thinking of bro and mm you know, Laomapi has his own flaws, you know, we're not going to say that he would have been the saviour in this game, but mm. that was the thing when he signed the dotted line to go over and play in France. It left us strapped to begin with at 12 because Havili's only played there the one year, but at the same time, it seems as if all the midfielders that we still have in New Zealand all play the same way or are all cut from the same, at least, physical cloth. But yes. like, I can't think off the top of my head a big carrying 12 that that that's had you know decent experience at the super rugby level I know there's game you could throw the names like a Peter Umanga Jensen a Thomas Umanga Jensen. Yeah um yeah like there, there aren't a lot of boys that play twelve that like you said are like La where you can almost trust them to get over the game line every single time they get the ball in their hands. Yeah. Um and that's the way Ian Foster's picked his squad you know like he's picked a pretty silky team but when it comes to games like this where you need to match the physical front because, I mean, that, that was the thing for South Africa. Because they were dominating that first collision, it's, it's, e- it's way easier to defend when you're on the front foot. But when you're going, when you're having to retreat and retreat and retreat and you're almost the one taking the contact rather than meeting them at the line, um, which is what the All Blacks were being forced to do when the South Africans had the ball, yeah, it makes for a, it makes for a pretty tough time. Yeah, you know, I mean fuck anyone who's played rugby knows that tackling's hard full stop let alone when not able to get a fucking shot on so exactly. yeah like you said though learnings for the all blacks going forward but I don't know for me thing a thing like size and physicality is something that you really can't coach like you know bless like someone like a Ethan Blackadder or Luke Jacobson who can toil and toil and toil away but fuck when you've got a when you're going up against guys that have got a good 10 15 maybe even 20 in the South Africans case kilos on you it's mm. fucking hard to combat and as we saw the South Africans have good enough pace and good enough defensive awareness to shut down I guess the skill set that the All Blacks offer you know mm. or the the skill set that they feel like they have more upside and by not playing with as bulkier guys and yeah like correct me if I'm wrong I, I mean there were a couple of times where the All Blacks had a, had a couple of overlaps like I think to that one time like right at the start of the game, where they looked to run outside of their 22, and there were a couple of eight nines where the All Blacks went wide and they found the space, but the All Blacks didn't um, make a lot of inroads going wide. There were a couple of times they got called back, and I just think the the defence, that especially the the midfielders, the midfielders and the South Africans back three showed really cut out a lot of the All Blacks' positive play, looking to play the board with.
0: Yeah, and I think to, to piggyback off that, it seemed that the breaks that were being made through the middle and then thrown out wide. I think Anton Leonard Brown was out on the wing a few times and it was like, you know, it was almost like it was Rico passing and it should have been the other way around when mm-hmm. you got, you know, the speed down those tram lines there. And, you know, Anton Leonard Brown, you know, awesome player, but he's not the kind of guy that you want to see pin his ears back and go for the corners when you got the covering defense come across. So yeah. But um but yeah, you're right, South Africa did really well to um, to cut that out in their physical tactics. And it also comes with just the aggression. I feel like we didn't match their aggression, especially in that second half of those, um, you know, that bomb squad front row coming on, just the way that, you know, Marks just attacks those counter-ups. And, you know, you saw some of the boys get knocked and pushed back and just kind of look like they didn't know what hit them. And yeah. we had to feel like, yeah, we didn't match that. And you got all the guys like Quagga Smith getting in there, you know, Vermulin over the ball, just strong, big, you know, big players, like you said, 10, 20 kgs. And I think that, yeah, we just lost the physical battle in that second half that kind of stopped us from going forward.
1: Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, the All Blacks came within 30 seconds of winning the game after mm. what I'm, what it seems like we, we both agree on that we don't feel like they were the better team on the day. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still two years away from having to get the rugby right, which... Mm. In a way, is a good thing, but at the same time, so does every other team around the world. So, yeah, yeah, we'll just have to take what we see um, from here on out and and hope that things improve, bro. But uh, just like I said last Thursday when we recorded the preview, bro, very, very grateful to have you on the show. Appreciated your insight. Um, yeah, until I see you next, take care of yourself, brother.
0: Yeah, nah appreciate it, bro. Keep going. Um, and yeah, we'll still we'll be in touch.
1: Grateful, bro. Later.
0: Peace, bro.